Welcome free online to the class. Today I'm here with Chris Lord, also known as the Brown. Um, the first question is what is brand strategy and why is it important to have a brand strategy? For me, brand strategy is what you need to do to hit your purpose. Um, it's roadmap for your for your brand and it defines what the brand stands for so it's per it, it's purpose uh, the emotions that you want to evoke and how it positions itself in the in the market um so that's who the market is as well it's crucial because it should guide all businesses decisions um your marketing efforts your communications the, who the customer is who you're, you're targeting and it should in the end, give you the plan for all the tactics that you need to do, such as visual identity, um, marketing plan, things like that. So it, it should create consistency and help build a strong, recognizable brand that resonates with its target audience. And again, for me, brand, I think it's Marty Neumeyer said, um, brand isn't what you say it is, it's what they say it is. So it's, you can, try to create a brand strategy, you can create brand identity, yeah. but a brand is created by consumers and customers. Yeah. I think a good example of that was a, was a Diary of a CEO episode where it had Greg Hoffman, and he went on about how so a, a brand's like a picture frame. And the stories, the kind of picture of the bra. Right, right. Yeah, I've not seen that one, but like I say, it's kind of um, yeah. it, the whole strategy is yeah. it, it's everything that comes before getting into doing the work for for a client or, or for yourself, depending on what you're building. So what is the difference between a brand identity design and a brand strategist? Really, it's the um, the prime prime difference would be in the scope and focus of what they do. I'll do it back to front, but a brand identity designer concentrates on the visual aspect of the brand. So that's your logo, your color scheme, typography, and other aesthetic elements. Um, very much should be driven by what comes out from the brand strategy. Uh, so the brand strategist thinks more broadly. They'll consider the market, uh, who the audience is, or as I like to call it, the tribe, what resonates with them. So that's your brand values, your personality. Um, market size, um, competitors, everything else that's going on in the background before you even start to look at the visual identity side of things should be 
done by the brand strategist. Um, factors should always work together if they can. So it's it's right down to how the messaging and the customer experience. It's the planning of all of that first, and then the visual identity designer takes what comes out of that report or plan and builds the visual response around that. So I'm guessing as well, sometimes you have to kind of have both. So if you're a brand identity design, you have to also know some strategy to be able to help with your design. Yeah, well, there is a lot of designers out there who don't in, in their early yeah. careers. And I was like that when I first started. Um, I would create logos, advert designs, brochures, purely from a visual point of view and from the feedback I got from the customer, um, my customer at the time. But I would never ask more deeper than what they liked and what they wanted. Um, it wasn't until I started learning brand strategy that I realized it's not actually about them. You're not trying to, while you do have to please them and get their sign off, it's actually you're designing for their customers and their you're trying to, your design should resolve their customers' problems. Um, and that's when brand strategy comes in because it's the questions that you ask in brand strategy that would start to dive into that and pick those little elements out, which you could then go, right, well, actually, X is the problem. So my design should reflect Y. So it is a case of good designers will naturally do it. Um, some will learn a bit of brand strategy. Um, for me, the two should go hand in hand, and I think that does come with time and experience. So what is your favourite part of creating a brand strategy or coming up with a strategy? For me, it's definitely the discovery phase. Um, the the initial kickoff meetings where I get to dig deep into the company story, find out what their why is, why they do what they do, um, beyond earning money, which is obviously a main thing for a lot of people. Um, but it's it's what's their bigger purpose um, from what is the MD or CEO, the, the, the owner, or whoever the person is who's right at the top, why are they doing it beyond earning a wage and employing people, what's their deep-seated reason behind what they do? Um, right through to who their customers are, um, what makes their brand unique when you uncover things like that, which people sometimes don't even realize what their own unique selling point is. Um, it's It can be quite an eye-opening session, that first session. Um, I've had customers having real difficulty with it because it can be uncomfortable when you start asking big questions, uh, which they initially can't answer and they think they can. And then you ask the next level deeper, but why, but why, but why? And like you say, it can get uncomfortable, but at the end of it, what you get out from that initial discovery session is enlightenment. Um, the client can really get to understand themselves sometimes, what their 
what they are really about and why they're doing it. But then also, as long as the right people are in the room during that session, it can also help bring people together. Um, I had one session a couple of months ago where there was four decision makers in the business. Um, they all had different parts within it, from sales to um, technical director to marketing and things like that. And they all had different opinions, which they didn't realize to begin with, but they all had different opinions on what they did and why they did it. And it, I wouldn't say it got heated, but it emotions were running high at the time um, because everybody needed to talk through their viewpoint but which was great at the end of it was that everybody was then aligned and the discovery phase can really help align the key stakeholders within a business um and it at the end of that first session before i've even then created a plan that embodies the brand's essence or a strategy um it gets everybody on the right on the same page and like, like i said few seconds ago it, it can be eye-opening for the people in that room and I, I just love that phase when you see moments of realization yeah. i think i've had it before where sometimes you're not on the same page and kind of then you have to think what is not quite right and yeah it is that it's it's discovering what the the deeper issues they've got is. So if some, like I said, somebody comes in and goes, "I need a new website," and say, so, "Right, you've got a website. Why do you need a new one?" I would just think it's a bit dated and say, "Well, yeah, but if you go deeper, what what is it?" Oh well, and then somebody else in the room might pipe up and say, "Oh well, we're getting a lot of people coming through, a lot of traffic, but we're not getting any conversions. Nobody's getting in touch." And then you go, right, so is it the website that needs refreshed or is it your messaging isn't right? Do you not have the right call to actions? Um, are you simply not outlining who your target audience is right at the start? So people are coming on the website and going, well, what's this about? Is this for me? Instead of going on the first page, we help these people with this problem by doing it this way. And so like, like I said, if, if you're not on the same page, then it can be difficult but by asking the right questions you can get everybody on the right page i've also actually um had discovery sessions where at the end of it i felt it hasn't the, the client hasn't aligned with my purpose and my values um and it's taken a long time because i used to just say it, yes to every Every job that came along would be like, yes, yes. I've, I now changed my um, my vision and my mission to be, I want to work when I want, yeah. from wherever I want, with whom I want. Yeah. And that's kind of, whenever I go into a new business and at the end of it, it's kind of right, well, yep, they don't want me to go and work from their office. They're not forcing me to work from a set place. They allowing me to do this in my time as long as I hit deadlines and we agree those deadlines, but I'm, I can set the, the parameters there as well with them. And also these guys seem like people I want to work with. I, it's, it's only now that at the end of some of them, I go, well, actually, I, I don't feel 
I'd bring out the best in you guys because for whatever reason's happening, I, I just can't see us aligning here. Um, yeah. And then I'll, I won't just leave them thinking, I will give them a, a couple of um, numbers or emails of people who I think would suit them. Um, so I always want to help something. I don't want to just leave and go, right, yeah. that was an hour wasted or however long. It is a case of, I'll always try to solve some problem. Yeah. I think that is one of the things is, is when you're starting off as a student, always uh, do as much things as you can and then kind of just say yes to opportunities and try. Yeah, that's it. Um, in it, I, I learned my lesson fair well during a period when I, I, I ran a print company as well um, mm -hmm. to complement the agency and we're getting people in who want a business card for instance and then just wouldn't sign off on the design and my designers were, were churning out great work but it, because they're only paying x amount for a quick business card we didn't have the time to delve deeply and it was a case of a, a 50 pound job was taken a day and it was like well we've just lost money big style today on that one um and it was kind of right well how do we resolve this and it was all about putting contracts in place and things like that which when we started getting clients that weren't that didn't see the value it was kind of right we need to reevaluate this and got rid of the print company in the end um sold that off because the value for us were more high ticket jobs where the more people pay we found the more value they placed against what they were doing and they were willing to put more into it and answer the questions that were needed to be asked um they weren't after something that took 10 minutes and expected to pay pennies for it um so it's it is a case of you do learn later in your career that sometimes saying no is better for you. Yeah. That's not a saying no, like say, if you need the, the money through the, the door yeah. and you know you can do something quickly, then yes, by all means, it's start your career. A lot of people will say yes. And again, I did the same. Yeah. Because normally it's just working on what you can. And sometimes it's just... You may not get paid for it, you may just end up doing it for free. Yeah, that's it. If you're um, in your early years when you're trying to build and find your feet, um, build a portfolio. I used to do it, I did quite a few like prospective jobs um, and a few self imposed projects and it was good because it, it gets a key as a creative you've got to stay creative and i think the one thing you if you stop if there's a, a drop in work or whatever and you don't stick at it you can then hit a creative funk and be a bit like oh and get stuck um so by all means do what you can to keep your creativity up but also know when to say no to the wrong jobs even if the money is there
what are your thoughts on AI, kind of? As I, I'm quite torn with it, really. Because, um, yes, on one side, you have got the the, the scaremongering that's out there, the, the Cyberdyne systems from the Terminator film and all of these things, which are we opening Pandora's box with it? Um, will we be able to close it again? Um, will it take all of the jobs from various industries one by one, which can cause concern, but it's also a fantastic opportunity. I mean, jobs have always been taken by something else, years and years and years from machinery uh, during the Industrial Revolution um, to computers. Computers wiped out people's jobs, big style, in the time, but like we can't live without them now. And I see that AI is just going in the same direction. Um, those who adopted early, and implement it within their business in a way that is fair and explained to the rest of the staff why it's happening, what's happening, then I do believe AI is going to be mainstream and part of life. Um, it, it already is in the background of certain things um, and probably has been for longer than what people think. I mean, I use it on a daily basis. Um, I, used it for helping with spark ideas for LinkedIn posts. Um, I've helped it, I've used it to help me take research that I've pulled together and lay it out in a way that's understandable and helps write a report from the data and understand it a bit better. Um, I've even recently started using it as, for all I'm a fully fledged graphic designer and have been let's say since 1998, um, I've started using it for design elements. Uh, There's one part that when I first started dabbling with the, um, the Photoshop AI side of things, I had a photograph, um, had a, a personal brand photo session done for, for me for LinkedIn and things like that. And one of the photos I really liked, but my elbow had been cut off. Historically, I would try to Photoshop that myself and it might take hours to get the pattern of the shirt right and things like that and sometimes may never look 100% real. And the new Adobe AI allowed me just to create that part of the photo within 30 seconds. And it was better than I would have done using Photoshop. I mean, that is a game changer for designers. It just means that they can do things that used to take process and take a long time within seconds. Um, does it then take away the job of some designers? Those who probably won't adopt it, make it fall by the wayside. But it's the kind of things that I would struggle on with myself rather than outsource. Because I think that by the time you outsource it, find some regular person to use. Um, that's the kind of things that AI are going to start helping. But I do believe that there'll be designers out there who solely use AI now, who are on like the freelancer.com and things like that. Um, so for me, yeah, it, 
it's there to complement us. It can work with brand strategies as well. Um, I can put in a whole load of research for my customer after doing the deep dive with them and then ask it to put it out into a report format that can be easily understandable, um, written in my style because I've trained the program already, such as, like, say, chat GDP and things like that. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of scaremongering about it from those who I think are worried because they don't want to learn. But then for those who adopt it, I think it's 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 the future. It's going to happen. There's no stopping it. Thanks. It's quite useful for sometimes mock-ups as well as a design. Definitely. I mean, um, the likes of is it Dolly and things. Um, yeah. The I had a customer. I'm not an illustrator. Um, <laughs> And I had a customer recently who needed a set of illustration styles um, of animals. So I, I went looking for stock stuff, which, which is never quite right because it didn't fit her brand. Um, but then I started putting it in the AI systems. And after a bit of teaching of it, it started churning out the a unique style that is on brand for this client. Um, it would have taken a little bit longer to process because there was a lot of, like say, prompting involved. Yeah. But it, it, what it's done is it's created 20 illustrations that I would have had to outsource. That would have, yeah. I would have then had to take my, what I've learned from my client. I mean, I've created a brief, I could hand that over, um, but it would have taken time and money that on the tight deadline we had just, it opened up a whole new way of doing things for me. And it's, um, was a hundred percent. No, there was a few ones that I, I couldn't use because I just didn't quite understand. And that's where the human element always comes in. You're never going to, AI is never going to fully take over because it needs human empathy. It needs, um, understanding of the brand deeper than text. It's actually the empathy side of things and understanding people, um, so yeah, it's, it's great, but it's always going to need a human there. And also, I think when they locked into an experiment, I don't really, it struggles with like typography, it struggles to generate at the moment. It does. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I try to get a, an advent calendar-esque image the other day. Yeah. And obviously I wanted the numbers one to 24 yeah. on there. And it, it, it had six eights. It had a few weird letters that weren't even, well, there weren't letters or numbers. They were just shapes really. So it, it does, it, it's still not there. It's still not quite right. Um, it'll come along, everything does. It's the speed it's coming along is quite scary, but it is a case of adopt it or get left behind. You still there? Yeah, just yep. So, so what are the main steps you take when creating a brand strategy? 
so for me it's it's all about understanding the um the brand's current position where they want to get to who they want to work with um there's a few different things so there's a kind of a basic 10 point plan i work to it it always evolves depending on the customer and, and my learnings i'm a strong believer in continuous learning um but essentially it's kind of identifying the target audience and what their pain points are what their behaviors um and what is it you resolve for them and why that is so important to them it's defining your brand position and vision. So why you are doing what it is, why does it exist beyond making a profit? Um, and that also helps set who they find for staff, um, align with that purpose and vision. Um, you need to check out the competitors in the competitive landscape. Then it's a case of You've got to look for your define your brand brand positioning. Um, some people actively go out and their brand position is the cheapest. Some people go out and want to be, yep. um, say, for instance, yeah, what's he called the the chef um, Tom Kerridge. He's got a fish and chips shop, which I think it's £500 for fish and chips or something, which most people go, that's disgusting, that, that's terrible. But the positioning he's got is the people who do go in and do pay it value that and are willing to pay it. Whereas most people would be like, oh, £10 expensive for fish and chips. A lot of people do go to him, and that's the people he's targeting by setting his brand position there. And then once you've got your positioning, your uh, vision purpose, your who your tribe is and why you then start to develop like the kind of tactics behind it so that's the brand story and the messaging um how can you connect emotionally with the audience now uh, what's the key message points that consistency consistently communicate your core message and across all the platforms what are those platforms then you've got your Visual identity, create a brief for that, which is the elements such as the logo, color palette, typography, etc. Your marketing strategy, um, that should align with the brand strategy. Uh, that's determining the channels and the tactics, how you're going to reach them and how you're going to engage them. Um, and then, of course, the main part about all of it is monitor, so reflect on what's working, what's not working, and evolve the strategy constantly revisit it um it's it's not a you do it once and then let it go it should be looked at regularly as, as regularly as you can to make sure that you're hitting the targets that you set and even are the targets still right are they still what you want um you need to respond to the market if your tribe all of a sudden changes um for whatever reason then you need to be able to adapt with them. So for instance, my tribe, graphic design, freelance graphic designers, they are starting to change because of the onset of AI, on because of the amount of people out there who can do a Canva, you know, rather than fully trained graphic designers who've cut their teeth in the industry and know what they're doing, 
you've got a lot of new people who are coming without any graphic design experience or learning, but they can use Canva and calling themselves graphic designers. And yes, they, they will, a lot of them will do a good job. But for me, my tribe is changing because there's that many people that they're now competing with. So I've got to get their brand position that they are more than that. Um, so my own strategy has changed in the last six months quite a bit. Um, so it's always monitor and evolve it. What's some tips for students doing design who are looking to become a brand strategist? I would say, firstly, understand that brand strategy is beyond design. Um, you want to start getting familiar with marketing, psychology, um, business. Uh, the, those three things are more brand strategy than design like design should always solve a problem but this is brand strategy is working out what that problem is first um so then you can react with the design uh, and all the other elements from marketing as well then i think practice critical thinking and problem solving so actually there's a load of books out there on how to do that and it's kind of there's loads of different methods. Um, instead of just going in and being logical about it, there's different ways of looking at different industries to see how they resolve a problem um, and seeing if that can be used in your industry. So always having a, there's a better way of doing this. What is it? Why is it? Um, problem solving kind of mentality. And then the other one, look at other people um observe those who are doing great jobs um so learning from real world examples for instance is the best way look at the brands that are really that you that resonate with you but rather than just saying like look i like this why it's kind of really digging deep into right what is it about me that is attracted to that brand why am i happy to spend x amount on this brand but not that brand what is it they're doing? And then if you start looking at their marketing, um, their messaging, find out what their mission statements and purpose and values are and find out actually is that what I'm buying into or is it the products? Because it it's very rarely the product itself. It's normally because of everything that's gone before it within the strategy. I think that's probably the, the th three main areas to to start to get into it and, and keep learning, keep learning, uh, read a lot. I again put myself through a lot of online courses. Um, I did some actual physical courses, uh, like for proper qualifications. Um, don't just box yourself in as being a designer. Try to try to get more. Try to and get. Um, like you're doing, do some free work so you can actually learn and ask people, is it okay if I do this uh, for free on the basis that at the end you give me a testimonial or I can ask a few questions about your brand to get to understand it. So you can learn on the job kind of thing. 
one sort of popular brand strategists uh, is Chris Du, the North. He uses like LinkedIn a lot and puts a bolt strategy in. Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is a great place. Start following some um, of the, the big hitters out there. Um, Ashrath, he's great. Um, Richard Moore. Um, there was another guy whose name's gone at the moment. Um, but these guys are amazing, you know. They, they, um, look at what they're doing, look at what they're saying. Just trying to find. Chris Doe, he's one of my heroes. I really rate him. Um, he's got the the Future podcast. Listen to that because um, he's got different specialists in different um, industries and kind of marketeers, strategists, web developers, designers. Um, so the Future podcast is a really good one to. To listen to because he does get a lot of the, the big hitters on LinkedIn on on his show as well. So, what are common mistakes that you find that people make when creating a brand strategy? So. The main one is not understanding what a brand strategy is over what a brand identity is. Um, I would say that a lot of designers, especially in the early years, again, I was guilty of doing this hugely, was focusing too much on aesthetics without considering strategy. And the strategic parts they are doing is speaking to the client and trying to design for the client, not for the client's customers. Because um, what you're trying to do is resolve their problem. If you can solve your client's client's problem, that will solve your client's problem, which is they need more clients normally or business coming through. Um, so like you can create beautiful design, but if it doesn't align with the brand's core value and the audience needs, you can miss the mark completely. Um, and again, whilst having something that looks great, if it doesn't actually do what it's set out to do, attract the right audience, get people to get in touch and engage with the brand, then I think design without purpose is art. It's there to be admired, that's all. Um, all design should be purpose-built and should be done in a way that gets somebody to do something, whether it's click on a link, whether it's to go, ooh, I like that brand. What you're trying to do is it evokes some kind of reaction with design. And I think thinking beyond the visual and thinking, right, what is it we want to do with this design is what a lot of people don't think about. So that's it. Like really think about why everything's happening rather than just going in and doing something because it looks lovely. I think that's what possibly why I quite like design these days. I think kind of transferred from doing art, uh, now doing design was 
heavens or the four behind your design and why you do something. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I did art in college. Um, I've always painted, draw, um, any kind of creative field I enjoyed doing. But it wasn't until I, I, I always did art for me. It's what I like to do. I didn't do it for anybody else. It didn't necessarily show many people. Um, it was because it was a pastime that took my mind off things and just I really enjoyed doing. When I then started looking into design, it was kind of actually, there's a bit more structure here. There's a purpose behind it. I can show other people because you have to show other people because that you're not doing it for yourself, you're designing it for others. And when a piece of art is so subjective that it's kind of, oh yes, I like this, or I don't like this. Why? It's just not what I like. Whereas design is measurable. It either works or it doesn't. And it's, yes, sometimes it can be subjective where people go, oh yeah, I like that, I don't like that. But you can not like it, but still know to click on that web link. You can still like it, but go, oh, well, you can not like it, but still know it was that brand. And it, that might be a good thing because you might want to put people off because they're not your target audience in your design. So like, that's what I really like about it. It's, there's a reason it works or not, and it can be measured. And everything we do in strategy is measurable, you know? So it's, uh, it, it was one of the great parts I liked right at the start when I went into design from a more art background was you can measure whether it's right or wrong. It's not down to people's opinion. think probably start looking in the strategy more now with some more knowledge on it also. Sorry, what, what was that one? That's it. Saying we'll probably look at sort of strategy more in my work and try and look at how I do it and how I can use it for my own sort of brand that I created. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, look at a lot of people want to just, like I say, be everything to everybody. So they're not bothered who their customer is. Um, but once you start actually niching down a little bit and find out who you enjoy working with, because that's the main thing. If you enjoy working with a certain kind of people, then that's who you target. You will pick up, a, like I target freelance graphic designers who are earning less than 30,000 pound a year, who feel that they are tag tagged as just a designer. Um, because I've, niche that down quite a bit and uh, normally it's people under 30 years old as well um everything i do is put that i put out for my marketing and my messaging is to attract those kind of people but what's amazing is i then 
I've also picked up personal trainers who have helped um, with their brands. I've helped big corporations from, I say, the um, carbon calculator kind of companies who want to reduce uh, CO2 and output by, by their clients through to other marketing agencies sometimes draft me in to help them out. So it's kind of, for all I target a specific audience who I like working with and want to work with, and that's who I feel I help the most, I do pick up other work from it, you know, and it's so it's a case of by putting the strategy in yourself, you'll then be able to understand who you want to help. And by because they're your tribe, you know how to help them because they are you essentially, you know, the people like you. I say that most of my customers are like for like me 10 to 15 years ago. Um, I was on the on a discovery call the other day with one lady who it was uncanny our similarities of where we were, where we were living at the time, what we're doing, what we wanted from life. And it was kind of well, yeah, I can definitely help you because I've actually done this before with myself. So by all means, Stephen, like if you're doing it, learn the brand strategy side, apply it to yourself first, and then you'll be able to apply it to your customers. What is one actionable step that the designer or student can do to improve their knowledge on brand strategy? For me, the one thing you must do is read. Um, I mean, I've got a library full of psycho, uh, psychology books, um, so that's buying psychology. Um, I've got business books, uh, which was more of a recent thing beforehand. I was kind of just uh, read, read brand strategy books, obviously, but it was when I started reading, like, say, psychology and business, um, and then the brand strategy on top of that books, which all because everybody's got different there's a lot of similarities throughout a lot of them but everybody's got a different approach to it and a different way of looking at it um marty newmeyer has a great range of books i think zig or zag i think he's got both of those um which really look into how you can differentiate yourself um and who your audience is and things like that and it's really interesting books um there's several out there which i think it which was a great transition for me i can't remember the name of them but um certainly be able to send you them over was the design response to strategy and that was a great one because it was like right well how does a designer understand strategy and then respond to it in 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 time like in in the style that resonates with the client um so that that was quite a good one but yeah read 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 learn as much as you can or, or watch youtube videos podcasts 
I guess maybe it's not readers that learn continuous learning. That's it. It, yeah. it takes nothing but your time, and to do that, there's so many free resources out there. But there are a lot of great books as well. Yeah, I think the one I started looking at, I think, was Brand Strategy and Competitive Positioning. Was one like a book. Yeah, things like that. Like normally, I, I go through fits and starts between reading business and marketing books, and then reading for fun kind of thing when I need to decompress a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few great ones out there. I mean, one of the great inspirational ones about building a brand is Shoe Dog, um, the Nike founder. Um, that is. A great book. I've read it several times now, and it just shows you what you can do with very little. Um, and I mean, look at Nike; it's one of the biggest brands in the world now. Um, it trampled when it comes to competitiveness. Its competitors, you know, Adidas and everybody else, kind of always lag behind. But for a long time, that wasn't the case. Um, when they first started, it was. They were the underdog, but that's their winning point, and that's what you learn about them. And I think it's one of Nike's one of my favorite brands, but it's more because of they backed the underdogs. They they didn't come with millions to start with. They just mucked in and did what they could with what they could, um, and it's a case of like, like I say that that book is worth reading even as a, just an enjoy, in a book to enjoy. Um, but from that then, start getting into a bit more tactical books as well. I think I quite like Nick as well. So that was one of the books that I was looking at, maybe, maybe buying at some point. Definitely, it's worth it. Uh, like I say, I've read it several times now, and every time, it's just inspirational, it is. Yeah. One I've recently got was 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 a book on Virgil Abloh's night collection where it goes on about how he designed the pen pairs for off white and that's yeah all right sounds good I've not not seen that one but I'll certainly look into it. That's what I always remember is um when I was in sixth form, in fact, it may have even been GCSE art. I think it was, it was my GCSEs. The school library had a, um, a, a kind of coffee table book, which was of absolute vodka and all of their adverts. And it was all the adverts from probably the nineties, I would imagine. Um, and they were so simple, but so brand iconic, and they still haven't changed to this day, you know, and it, it's, they still do the very similar design format. And I would look at that and I'd look at it and I'd be like, oh, this was before I knew I was going to be a graphic designer. It was new before kind of anything like that. I was what, 16 years old, but I knew there was something about this brand and how they were getting it. I, I didn't drink vodka. I didn't do anything, but I just loved their brand and their visual aspect. And I think it's you, you, every so often you come across things like that, which just 
makes you start to think, why do I like this? What is it they're doing rather than just accepting you like it? And I think that's, again, the, um, the shoe dog book makes you think more about the brand strategy behind it rather than just the swoosh, the just do it, the, the visible things. That's everything. Always thank you for your time. Quite insightful. No problem at all. I'm glad I helped. Like, see if uh, if there's any other questions you've got, always just reach out.